0: Where there's muck, there's brass, said Parkey. Whirr, click, whirr, click, click, whirr, click, 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 emanated from the direction of the cenotaph. Camera shutter open and closed. Photo frames were generated. Photography was in action, and that raised alarm bells for Parkey. He darted forward and bounded up the steps to the war memorial. Strauss music. A sunrise played as David captured the first rays of the sun casting patterns on the monolith. An audible sigh could be heard as David angled his Pentax Emmy super with both hands at the Sun Temple. Parky agreed to display the photos on a virtual art gallery. Surreal art forms, man. Way, the light and colour send out different messages. scene informed Chile, sitting next to the holly tree. At the base of the column was lime green tagging. Glorified art. That's tagging. Bits art all about individual interpretation. It's impressive, replied Parky, Just in the wrong place, as he breakfasted on a croissant. Tilly stretched his arms to remove any st- stiffness in his torso, followed by a yawn. He went off to eat Lucky's for an eggy bread. Parky followed him in for a warm pork pie and found he was struggling to button up his pants. Pie Week in March had got him in a routine and Belt was done away with. Upon leaving the refreshment rooms, Parky greeted a tall man with a long hair, knee-length brown leather jacket, pointed leather boots, tucked underneath blue jeans, standing at the west gates. "'Eop,' said Parky. The man replied, "'Hey!' How are you doing on this fine spring day? inquired the warden. Fine and dandy, replied the tall man. You're not from these parts. What brings you here? asked Parkey. I used to play here as a kid, and the warden of old dressed differently. He rarely greeted anyone, in fact, rarely tipped his hat to acquaintances, replied the man in a North Atlantic drawl as he outstretched his arm for a handshake. He spoke about Huddersfelt, Captain Ogilvy and Greenhead Hall. The warden listened with interest of the rich history surrounding the park. What's happening? Oh no! Taking Parky by surprise. Parky nodded in the direction of the notice board and informed of the many events as both men walked towards it. Parkey looked on in silence. He wasn't a pushy salesman. A power walker hurried past Parkey en route to his hut. It prompted the Ranger to mount his bicycle and commence a tour. Tariq, a model car racer unaware of the ban, was asked to refrain from his from driving his monster truck outside the bandstand. He was informed of investigation of a suitable purpose tract when or where it wasn't clear. A whole case of children's plush, blackguard and coboid containers littered all around the bandstand. Mel verified teenagers drinking them mel- there earlier. Such activity would not happen if a penalty was issued and CCTV advertised more clearly ex- expressed in an angry Mel. Guard-like at the lodge gates, commuters townbound received salutes and nods from Parkey. Some waved back, others grunted a moaning, or an occasional nod. However, George M. Pickles crept up behind him. Boing, 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 bouncing, bonnie, Parky," said George, and received a chin-up, before singing the praises of his perennials, such as asparagus, rhubarb, chard, and ochre. Rate as rain, come up every year. We're very low maintenance, therefore, Mac. Carbon footprint's quite low, declared George. Parky gave a, him a sideways glance as he continued saluting. That's less energy to grow them than the energy I get from them. No nitrogen fertiliser or transporting of goods, so grow your own Parkey, implored an enthusiastic George. It was good advice, no doubt, but as far as Parky was concerned, along with saddle leaves, brassicas, roots, onions, Jerusalem artichokes and day lily flowers. Some I grow in my back garden. I harvest a little each year, while nurturing the plant for the next. Parky listened patiently and nodded with agreement. I do grow my spudges, you know. Some herbs such as coriander, mint, chives and basil. Good to hear. I'll see thee. And George turned to walk through the lodge gates. Ocker raw in salads and stir-fried as a substitute for water chestnut, added George. And off he went, down centre, town centre-bound. Bowler, excited as he parked pulled on his owner. Upon reaching the ranger, jumped and slobbered all over him. The ranger had to dismount from his cycle, or risk being floored by the troublesome toddler. Henrietta was greeted along with their Labrador in the rose garden. Some of the owners stopped and talked while their pets obediently sat waiting for their masters. The conversation continued, and the two much grunted and occasionally yelped at each other. A few moments passed, the beagle. And Chocolate Labrador barked louder, becoming stronger barks all the time. The two men raised their voices to be heard over the barking until the foursome could be heard some distance away. It was a sight to behold as man and beast conversed in respective tongues, but yet appeared to hold one conference. Even so, it caused quite a commotion, attracting gallant glances from onlookers. Bow, bow, bow. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, bam. Parky. He's mine already. wondering about brass bands.